Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Surprise, surprise. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm back. Back. Full week off. It was nice. Got to hang out with the family unit. I uh, and the phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I watched very little news. It, it did amazing things for my mental health. Um, I checked in a couple of times with some of the bigger stories, like the shooting, uh, uh, the shootings at uh, uh, Joel Austin's uh, church, and how that story just really. I, I I dipped into the news to read about that early in the week. And then I started seeing how information about the shooter started going away or wasn't mentioned at all, and that started to depress me, so I just kind of backed away from the news cycle again. Then, of course, we had Friday coming come around uh, where this judge in New York uh, has fined Donald Trump. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it sounds ridiculous to even say this out loud. 30, 345 million. It's probably going to be upwards of 400 million. Three years. Uh, he's got a three year ban on essentially doing business in New York City. Uh, let's see. Donald Trump Jr. and Eric uh, also uh, were held liable for fraud counts in New York with these loan applications. Uh, they each have to pay $4 million. Uh, his former chief financial officer, Alan Weaselberg, has to pay a million bucks. Donald Trump, a former president of the United States of America, now uh, is dealing with, let's just list them, shall we? Let's list the whole thing up. 91 counts. I got this from a Breitbart article, that, and I'm glad that they did this because, you know, we need to remember what's really going on here in its full scope. 91 counts the ex-president, the former president, is facing in New York. 34, well, I'm sorry, 34 counts in New York. Maximum penalty, he's facing 136 years in jail. 40 counts in Miami with a a sentence uh, he could face up to 450 years in jail. Four counts in Washington, D.C. with a possible sentencing of up to 55 years and 13 counts in Georgia where he faces up to 76. This is interesting, 76.5 years. So if he can make it through the first 76 years of his sentence, you know, he gets a half year. He's going to just coast through a half year, then he'll let him out. Think about that crap for a second. 91 counts across one, two, three, four uh, different states or districts. Think about that, 91 counts. Yeah, it's kind of true. If they can do it to him, they can do it to you. But whatever you do, don't kid yourself. And the other thing I can't stand, this judge, this Ergeron, uh, Engeron, uh, with his with his big stupid grin on his face, they're having the time of their lives. They have no issues with this. Now, as far as the New York case and these loan applications... Uh, I didn't see it because again, I, I just kind of clicked back into the news yesterday. Was it the mayor? New- it was no, it was the governor of New York, Hochul, and she was saying, "Well, it's just this one guy, right? You don't have to worry about your loan applications. You don't have to worry about your business dealings in New York City, right? We're just—it's just about Trump." Now wrap your mind around that for a second. 
this would be this should be illegal against any American citizen. These these are not valid cases. Okay, but they are large ass cases, and there are many of them with just an absurd number of counts in each case. Ninety one counts, thirty four counts, forty counts. You know. This is very obviously politically motivated, but there's two things at play here. First off, yeah, is this going to hurt New York? Uh, I I was looking at Fox uh, a little while ago, and, you know, uh, folks who would or maybe do still invest in New York are going to be pulling up stakes. You're not going to invest anything in New York if this is the way things go. People are also leaving New York in droves, but I'm just using New York as an example. If they can shove around an ex-president, a former president like this, because they don't want him in office again, yes, they can do it to you. You are a freaking gnat. You're a fly. You're a flea. You are something easily swattable. Okay, if they could take down Donald Trump, and they are trying, baby. It ain't affecting his. It ain't affecting his polling. His polling is through the roof. I was looking at a ABC Ipsos poll on where people are as far as Biden and Trump on the issues. The only issues that Biden is uh, just barely leading Trump on are climate change and freaking abortion. Everything else, border, economy, war, you know, uh, 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 war, you know, being involved in international conflicts, uh, threats to our national security, all that, every single issue beyond abortion and freaking climate change, no matter how many counts and how many cases they toss at Donald Trump, is polling us through the roof. And now you have, uh, once again, the American truckers are, are stepping up. I love truckers, man. Truckers are cool people. They're hardworking people. And they're having a hard time of it right now. But they're saying, hey, well, we're not going to deliver to uh, New York. We're not going to take any more runs into New York City. It's a boycott, a trucker boycott. And what struck me about that is, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of private truck owners are are choosing not to do any more runs in New York. But a whole lot of company truckers are also not going to New York, and their bosses, their companies are supporting them. So I, 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 I don't know if people are. I, I hope people are waking up in in some kind of large measure to what is at play here. Again, ninety one counts, thirty four New York. Okay, 40 counts in Miami, four in D.C. They're the little guy in the totem pole there. He's still facing 55 years inside uh, inside the district for this January 6th thing. 13 counts in Georgia. Okay, they are trying to destroy him, and they are trying to destroy him by bankrupting him, I guess they figure. But again, we need to just wrap our freaking noggins around the reality of what's going on. They don't want a private citizen to be president. And so they are using the full weight of municipal governments, federal, the federal government. They've weaponized entire agencies against this man. This, this is how a banana republic operates. We are living currently in a third world asshole. They just got to cross the line and go Putin on people and start greasing uh, unpleasant individuals they don't want around. I mean, they're, they're really, we're, we're at the precipice. We're, we're, we're at the line where you just start whacking people. Right now, it's about jailing them 
and you know destroying their their livelihood, destroying their finances. You got stuff going on culturally to destroy people's reputations. But again, it, it's just my humble opinion. We are just a handful of inches away from the very same people. They're just going to start greasing people. And maybe they'll grease Trump. Maybe ultimately that's what they'll have to do. But that is, Trey's right. That is the natural progression, right? You know, look, look at this guy that uh, Putin just <laughs> took out <laughs> after trying to poison the guy repeatedly before. Find a guy dead in a freaking gulag in in Russia where he's been living, where he's been incarcerated, found bruising on the guy. Oh, that's Russia. That's Putin. Well, yeah, he's ex KJB. 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 He'll 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 kill you. Of course he will. Well, why why do you think that's going to be any different here? Why do you think they're not going to go in that direction here? when very obviously they're willing and capable of doing all manner of things to get what they want politically. Now, there there are certain realities about whacking an ex-president that uh, are not going to be in play if they want to disappear your ass or shut down your business. We're there. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. We are freaking there. The government is our enemy. They are destroying the United States of America uh, for their own purposes, their own dark purposes. And it, whether it's a globalist thing or it's just good old-fashioned fascism right here uh, uh, in America, whatever the motivation or whatever the network uh, behind the scenes, they are about it. They are about turning this country into a fascist state. And if, if, if you think that what's going on against Donald Trump is okay because you also don't like Donald Trump, well, don't sit on your ass and think that that D at the end of your name or your political contributions or your social media posts promoting uh, uh, this agenda are going to save you because they sure as hell aren't. If, if you become a problem, too, if you become a liability... They'll, they'll get rid of you, too, one way or the other. And all I'm saying, and you can call me up and tell me I'm crazy or not, we, we are at the line where you cross over that line and it's really just going to be about assassinating people, in my opinion. We're there. 210-599-5555. Kent, how you doing? Morning, Sean. Hey. Hey, on the, on the trucker strike deal. Uh, against new york it 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 is hilarious i've I've had you know i own my own trucking company up here in taylor right i've had this i've had this one broker calling me all morning long started at seven o'clock this morning he's got a load down there in san antonio at the uh at the dhl warehouse and then what they do over there is they distribute carrier air conditioners across the country right right uh but, you know, they're built in Mexico, come up to right, the so, distribution center, and they right. scatter them. And I had him up to $6,000, but he balked on me when I told him I needed an extra million to donate to Trump's defense fund. <laughs> I see how you are. <laughs> Trump ain't going to need I appreciate the call. Trump ain't going to need it, man. He's got $300 sneakers that he's... Uh... <laughs> There's a, such a thing called a sneaker con. People go to 
freaking footwear conventions. And we're back. The 2024 race for the White House. <laughs> Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Jeez, dude takes a week off and he's just walking all over everybody today, aren't I? I'm just stepping on your heads, man. 210-599-5555. Talk to Billy here about the trucker boycott of New York. Uh, and also, we cannot forget what, what day this is. Yes, it is President's Day. But it's also a very uh, important day in the history of San Antonio. It was freaking 41 years ago today that Ozzy Osbourne, or as he, as George Walker Bush used to call him, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, was arrested for micturating on the cenotaph at the Alamo. So uh, we have to remember that day. I think you should get this day off, too. I think this sort of put San Antonio on the map in 82. Yes. Worldwide. Yeah, he got arrested. Yeah. He peed on the Alamo, man. But not a lot of people really cared about San Antonio in 82. <laughs> well, I mean, I grew up on the East Coast. The word San Antonio would right? never cross my lips for any reason whatsoever. Until you heard the Until news. Until I heard about Ozzy peeing on the Alamo. That's exactly right. All of a sudden, it put us on the map. <laughs> Ozzy peeing on the Cenotaph might have been the best thing that's happened to San Antonio in 40 years. I tell you what, I'd rather have Osborne. I'd rather have Ozzy back peeing on the on the Alamo than the current leadership and the city council. And they're peeing on us in a much different way, aren't they? Billy, how you doing? Billy, Boy, what hey. a segue, Sean. Hey, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. Good to and be back. I think what the truckers have done. They have taken what Governor Abbott has done and just turned it around in reverse. In that they're not sending people to New York. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, so the Gov might get a little credit. Well, we were talking about truckers on on where in Rima, and uh, people underestimate uh, how important truckers are to our lives. Stuff's got to get places, man. It's got to get places. Yep. And they're getting their asses kicked right now with the economy, uh, as far as fuel prices and and just picking lo- having loads to pick up. And I, I was do- again, what got me is how so many guys were saying, "Yeah, my company's all for this." My company's saying, "No, no, don't go to New York, don't do it." So good on yeah. that, man. I appreciate the call, man. Good, good to be. Too. Thank you for the Thank call. You. Thank you, Billy. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Now, getting back to Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> You guys, are you big? Are you a big Black Sabbath fan or Ozzy Osbourne fan? Oh yeah, yeah, Were you? yeah. My Don mom, Morgan? my mom let me get a Black Sabbath album. Like, really, I had to beg to get it because they had like devil horns on it. Right. Stuff. Well, I, in high school, he was a big deal, and everybody had Black Sabbath, you know, written in black magic marker on the backs of their denim jackets, their jean jackets. Yeah. People just do it themselves, right, Don? They just draw the Black Sabbath uh, yeah, logo they had on the, the back. sharpie and just kind of. Did the best they could with freehand, right? You know, I I just was never into that kind of music back then. I just wasn't into the whole dark devil, you know, weird heavy metal crap. Mm-hmm. I didn't really start paying attention to Ozzy Osbourne until the freaking TV show, which I thought was brilliant, frankly. Right, just watching this old doddering drug-addled weirdo <laughs> try to operate a microwave, you know, and make yeah. some popcorn. It was funny. Right. It was but, fun. but I never actually listened to him 
But the day he peed on the Alamo, man, was a seminal moment in his career. If you go down there and talk to people who are like tour guides or whatever, that's the number one question. Yeah, where, where, did, Ozzie where did Ozzie pee? Mm-hmm. That's what they ask. <laughs> That's the number one question not that where, the tour guides at the Alamo get from people who visit. Not where did Crockett die? No, 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 no. Where did Ozzie pee? Where did Ozzie pee? That's what they want to know. Which, Holy oh, crap! Yeah, which wall was it? Yeah. What room was Jim Bowie in? Bowie and I like to see where he died. No, no. Where did Ozzie pee? I can show you right over here. Is it roped off? <laughs> Is Nuremberg going to put it behind plexiglass? <laughs> That's probably why they kept the damn cenotaph around, because Ozzy peed on it. They could charge more. Just put some plexiglass around the cenotaph. Sure. Get some, I don't know, some kind of luminol crap to, uh, you know, maybe bring out the actual original stains from his urine. You know, and... Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, I don't want, if you're Ozzy Osbourne, you pee on something, it's probably going to have like an acidic effect, you know, it's going to start eating away at something. Yeah, start to smolder. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, why not sell tickets, man? That's what I'm, if you want to put the Alamo in a freaking box, which is what they want to do anyway. Right. Put the, you know, sell some, and get some tourism revenue from Ozzy peeing on the Cenotaph. Why well, not? You know, you know what, put up a small urinal right there. <laughs> right. You know, like Let a people, little phone booth type thing. Charge a nickel or something for people to go in So there. you could pee exactly where Ozzy Osbourne peed. Right. You'd make a lot of money. This city you would could. make a Ron could buy some new drapes. Yep. In, two, in 2014, Texas Monthly did an article, A Brief History of Peeing on the Alamo. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Ozzy was the only yeah. one, man. No, a, a lot of people have done the same thing since then. People got schnockered downtown. They don't know yeah. where they're peeing. Hey, I've right. been there, man. Copycat urinators? Copycat urinators. You got the copycat factor? I'm going to pee longer and more than Ozzy did. Break some records. <laughs> There's never any FOMO with the iHeartRadio app. You won't ever have to miss out on your favorite shows and contests with this radio station again. Radio 24-7-365. We're here when you want us. Stay connected and listen anywhere when you download the free iHeartRadio app. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D. A-C-Y. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Good to be back behind the microphone here. Talking about the weird crap going on uh, in the world. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Give me a call. Let me know what you're thinking. I, uh, you know, I, I, we'll get back to some of the big fat stories of the day. Uh, but I, 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 again, I took one for the team last night and uh, sat through most of the People's Choice Awards. And boy, is that like for the for the celebrity elite pukes of the entertainment industry? Isn't that they're just slumming it on pe- the people's? They so slum it on the People's Choice Awards. Like there, there, no A listers were there. You know what I mean? Like Jen Aniston was the the closest thing to an A lister you had on hand. Uh, I, the the American Awards show, I, I believe, is just kind of it's dead. It's gone. It's over. I think I think at this point they should just do <laughs> like little videos, you know, thanking people and stuff. You know, put it on a freaking website because man, people are checking out. And last night was just yet another reason to do just that. But a couple of things I took away from it that are, I think, reflective, in a sense, of where we are 
uh, in the country right now. First off, uh, I think Lenny Kravitz is still talking. Lenny Kravitz, Kravitz, who, who has he done anything in, interesting in a while except for those stupid movies, you know, the uh, the Hunger Games or whatever the hell is he put out a decent record recently? But that guy got they get around his non-activity by giving him an icon award. He's an icon, Lenny Kravitz. Perhaps he is an icon. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Lenny Kravitz got up and and went on like a seven-minute speech about how you got to be you. You and where he, don't you hear this a lot? You got to be you, man. Don't be somebody else. Don't let them keep you from being you. And Lenny Kravitz talked about how, and I, I, a little bit of humble boasting going on, yes, virtue signaling, you know, he had to wax poetically about how they came to him early in his career with big recording contracts, and Lenny didn't want the big recording contracts, because apparently Lenny Kravitz doesn't care about fame, or all the trappings of fame. He's dressed like a freaking lion tamer. He's got more money on his body than I make in a year, okay? I'm just saying we're in slightly different tax brackets. And I, I, I hear this crap, and, and they're all, like, applauding, and they're crying. And I haven't even gotten to Barbie yet, okay? Because the Barbie thing, the Barbie trip is kind of the same thing. Girls, ladies, don't let them tell you you can't be you. Don't let the man keep you down, unless he's a tranny. Then he can beat the crap out of you. But I, you know, I'm watching this and I'm listening to this diatribe about, uh, about uh, uh, you know, the man keeping you down and not letting you be you. We live in a moment in American history and culture where, baby, no one's trying to keep you from being anything. You can be whoever the hell you want to be in America right now. Okay, you, you want to be trans, be trans. It, it, nobody cares if you're trans unless it, it, it has to deal with dragging kids into it or the women's sports thing. Take those two issues off the table, and nobody gives a crap if you're a dude and you want to live like a woman. It's even affected the workplace, and I'm sure you've noticed this with younger people in the workplace. Okay? Uh, what am I, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this, um, you see people on a routine basis like I do who are young people at the workplace and they got freaking green hair. They're not dressed appropriately for whatever the hell it is they're supposed to be doing. Right. You know, if they need to hit a Wiccan ceremony on a, on a Thursday at noon, they get to take time off for their mental health. Where is this great oppression going on where people can't be who they are? Because the celebrity set and the political types, they can't shut up about how, about this stuff, about how guys like me are trying to keep you from being you, man. Us evil, cisgender, mega hat-wearing weirdos. We just don't want people to be who they are. You can be whoever the hell you want to be. You can do TikTok videos about how weird and bizarre and different you are. You can do podcasts. You can celebrate and publish how weird and different you are. Nobody is trying to keep anybody from doing anything. I'm so sick of hearing it, man. Especially from freaking multimillionaires who are multimillionaires because they got to be who they are and made a lot of money doing it. (laughs) You know. 
And the Barbie thing. Oh, holy crap. Who's the America chick that what is she, you know, the chick that did the big the one speech in Barbie about girl power? And, and I'm this chick is going up. She's crying. Everybody's crying over Barbie. And what a major social and cultural impact Barbie has had on planet Earth. You understand that's how big they think. That's how, that's exactly how they think of that of that movie, Barbie. It changed people's lives. It was revolutionary. It changed life on planet Earth. And all I want to say to you ladies uh, is this. Are you telling me it took a freaking stupid Barbie movie, a movie about a doll, for you to shirk off your 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 oppressive uh, hackles there? You, you, you're free now because of freaking Barbie. <laughs> because of a stupid Barbie movie, women are now liberated around the world. Blah. So, yeah, I, I sat through some of that crap last night. Uh, I didn't know 90% of the TV shows that were up for awards. I didn't know who the uh, artists were that were performing. Adam Sandler got an Icon Award. And Adam Sandler was the only interesting part of the entire broadcast yesterday because Adam Sandler said that when his agent called him to tell him the People's Choice Awards were giving him an Icon Award, he, he misheard them and thought he'd won People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive Award. And he said, I wrote a speech accepting being the sexiest. So he read the speech he wrote for People Magazine. <laughs> it was hilarious. Everybody looked uncomfortable. <laughs> and I loved every second of it because it went on forever, man. Sandler's talking about his abs. He's talking about his own ass, about being sexy. It was great. But as far as the actual broadcast, you didn't miss much. Gennaro, how you doing, buddy? What's going on with you, man? What are you thinking? <laughs> Uncle Sean. Hey, I'm on go. fire, now, man. You know what? You know what, man? And we're I'm going to start this morning through. Yes, we are doing the bong effects. You know? Well, you're Gennaro. And you, you, you've earned the right to have a, bond, a bong sound effect when you come on the air. So. Sean, I hate, I hate to interrupt real quick. Uh, Gennaro wanted me yeah. to tell you that it's Gennaro. It's Gennaro. Yeah, not Gennaro. Not G-E-N-E-R. I've been saying your name wrong for all these years. Oh, I feel like uh, a stooge. Yes, sir, but that's okay. I'm, okay. You know, I'm not a hothead. or you know, I'm, I'm a pothead, but not a hothead. <laughs> Rock on. So what do you have to say, man? i got to go here soon. What's going on? No, dude, dude, you were talking about rock and roll when you were in high school, dude. Right, um, right. When I started listening to Black Sabbath and Ozzy, I, post, I put all these posters in my room, dude. My God, man, I swear to God, uh, uh, the cat, the priest kept coming to my house, brother. <laughs> he keeps sending can't the priest to talk to you about your... make it up, man. About your, iron, your, your, your heavy metal listening, right? Wow. Uh, I, I lo- well, How I was very 80s Duran is Duran. that? <laughs> I was into Duran Duran. I was into everything, dude. Right, I, right. Everybody liked me in high school. I, I, I was <laughs> cool. I was like Ferris Bueller, man. All right. All right, Gennaro, I got to go. Um, Gennaro, thanks for the call, brother. Thanks. Thanks for standing up for Ozzy. The 2024 race for the White House. This race is far from over. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Good to be back. It's a great week. Hanging out with the family unit all week. 
I, I'm going to uh, toot my dad horn here. That's right. I just said toot my dad horn. Uh, my daughter uh, secured her first paid acting gig this past week. I'll be doing a show, a play, a British comedy in another part of the country uh, later on this spring. So I was very happy about that. And I, I want to bring this up with James. Uh, uh, Don, you might enjoy this as well, that, uh, you know, James is a foodie. You take food very seriously. Yes. And I appreciate that because sometimes you bring me food to eat that you have taken very seriously. And my daughter made dinner for everybody on Saturday night. And I thought she would be really impressed. She made carbonara mm-hmm. with uh, thin spaghetti. Uh, and she also made a, let me see if I get this right, a caprice salad. Caprese. Caprese. With the fresh mozzarella and the tomatoes and all that. And, and she she's so fancy, she <laughs> drizzled it. James said this is a white person thing. You know, white people, we love to drizzle stuff on food. It makes it look really fancy. Mm. But it was really very, it was delicious. I mean, it was a delicious dinner. So in the lingo, she plated. She plated. She plated it very nicely. But it took us a little while to do the plating, because I'm assisting, you understand. She called me her sous chef. You know, like I poured the butter and the the eggs uh, onto the... While she stirred the the pasta after we cooked the pasta, so I'm helping her. Mm-hmm. And it was Saturday night, and we waited because my other daughter didn't get home till about eight, so we're kind of having a late dinner. But the dinner took a little longer than even we had planned because we both sat and watched a a pan or a a pot of water boil for about forty minutes before we realized it wasn't boiling because we had put the pot on the small coil. So dinner didn't actually happen until about 10 o'clock at night because both my daughter and I stood around while waiting for the water to boil. But we would put it on the small coil, which cannot boil the water in a pan that size or a pot that size. I'm not saying we were smoking CBD or nothing. I'm just saying we both stood there and just watched the water do nothing. 40 minutes. For like 40 minutes until I realized... Oh, hell, you, you got it on the back coil. We got to move it up front. It'll never boil like that. And we both just looked at each other like, we've just been standing here for 30 minutes watching that crap happen. So it was kind of a late dinner. Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> but it was very cool. And it was, it was a good week. And I, you know, of the news blackout I did, because you and I had texted a couple times, but I, I, I largely stayed away from the news. I I still get the ABC notification, so when something major would happen, I'd know about it. Mm-hmm. But I largely stayed out of it just for a week, and it 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 does do wonders for your mental health. I'm not saying be uninformed. I'm not saying ignore what's going on in the world. But baby, you got to take a break, man. You got to take a break now. You know, every now and again. I think four hours of daily news is enough. Well, yeah, and I, you know, and I, and and the prep, but I mean, just just to to not can be concerned with it. In fact, we left the TV off quite a bit. I've gotten yeah. to the point now where TV sucks so bad because I'm a t- I'm a child of television. I mean, I grew up watching. Yeah, everybody had a TV in their room. I was the first generation where everybody had a TV in their room. Love TV my whole life, and now I'm just bored, crapless, and we just leave the freaking TV off. That's a new thing for my. Little family unit. So anyway, it's a good week. Thanks to Chris uh, uh, for doing the show. Thanks for Trey for doing Wear and Rima. And uh, I feel all refreshed. So we'll see what weird crap happens this week. We'll be right back.
Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Happy President's Day. Interesting President's Day this year when you think about it and all the crap that's going on with our presidential politics. But uh, one aspect of our presidential politics would be the border. And you heard Don Morgan reporting on this. Uh, Greg Abbott, your governor and mine, who I think is a badass, I think he's going to be president someday. I really do. And I think it's precisely because of the way he's handling himself right now. I know a lot of us wish this would have happened earlier, and some of you have other issues with Greg Abbott. But I think he is a total badass right now. He's putting a forward operating base, a military base in Eagle Pass. Greg Abbott's uh, a Twitter account or X account. Texas is expanding our border security efforts by building a new forward up operating base in Eagle Pass. This base camp will house Texas National Guard soldiers deployed to respond to Biden's border crisis. Texas will continue to use every tool and strategy to hold the line. Uh, it makes the point also that uh, you know our National Guard folks are spread across. Uh, Texas, uh, it's a very large state, so, you know, very often they're, you know, uh, separate from, uh, uh, from where they need to be and they have to get to where they need to be. So he's going to put a military base. How long have you and I been saying we need military action on the border? We are being invaded by a hostile force, which is the argument Greg Abbott is using for doing what he's doing. It, it, yes, it is the legal responsibility of the president and the federal government, but specifically the president, to maintain the border. But state by state, you have a responsibility as a governor to protect the people of your state against foreign invasion. And that's the argument Greg Abbott's using to do what he's doing. And it's bad. Again, it's bad ass. He's also going to put up more uh, border wall. Uh, of the military base, I think it would hold about 1,400 people, uh, but it can hold up to 2,000, or the plans for this base are to be able to house 2,000 military folks out of the National Guard. As Greg Abbott points out, they'll have everything at this military base that you would have at any other military base, housing, even mentioned we'll have chaplains you know, available for our military personnel, good food, you know, all the supplies they need. I think this is a, a great a great thing to do because we are being freaking invaded. We're, we're getting into firefights with cartel guys on this side of the border. I was reading about that in the, the few times over the past seven days I actually dipped into the news. We are being freaking invaded. Meanwhile, Eric Adams uh, in New York has uh, just announced there's going to be a brand new kind of an apartment complex for illegals, you know. Well, it's really hard on the back when you're sleeping in a high school gymnasium, you know, so they need better accommodations. They're going to have a, a freaking swimming pool, nice apartments. Is there room service, I imagine? Maybe a concierge, you know, all for free. This is why people are leaving New York. This is why people are getting the hell out. they got the double whammy now. Of the Trump case, uh, he's banned from doing business in New York for three years. He's going to pay upwards of $400 million. Business itself is going to be hopping out of New York along with everybody else. 
But I don't care about New York. I do care about Texas. And uh, we are also seeing many, many other governors from across the states, not just Christy Noem, not just DeSantis, but uh, uh, governors of these upwards of 25 states that have, I think it's 25, maybe it's more. I, I'm, I'm, I've lost track of the number. Other states who are supporting Greg Abbott and sending resources to Texas to help secure our border. Now, why would they do that? Well, I believe that as goes Texas, so goes the country. Okay, This fight for the Texas border is not just about the Texas border. It's about the entire country and the continuance of this country as a country. As it is right now, at least as far as the kind of a country it was designed to be. And the kind of a country we were designed to be is under assault by our own government. Uh, and Greg Abbott is has drawn a line in the sand, and he is maintaining that line. He is holding that line. And I think putting a military base in Eagle Pass is a great freaking start. <laughs> you know, I'd be fine with multiple military bases along the border at this point. Beyond the National Guard, I think we should bring to bear on our border all wings of the of the mil- of the American military the navy the the the, the marines the army all of them should be on the border because we are being freaking invaded it's, it's not just about cartel guys wanting more business or wanting to set up camp on this side of the border so they can traffic and <coughs> you know sell drugs and push fentanyl on people without having to dig all those pesky tunnels man we're also talking about a lot of people, Trey was saying earlier about a lot of Syrians are coming over, young men who are of Syrian origin. Uh, the Chinese are sending people over the border left and right constantly, seven days a week, 24-7. How else do you describe this as anything other than a freaking invasion? And and if all things were equal, and the guy sitting in the Oval Office doing this was a Republican, he'd have been impeached two years ago. So, God bless Greg Abbott. I want to get him on the air. I want to get him on the show. We're going to try to get him on. I'll talk to Elaine again and see if we can't get him on the air. I just want to talk to the man on, on the show and get his thoughts. But, yeah, a military base, a forward operating base is going to be built in Eagle Pass. Because we are fighting an enemy that is assaulting us across the border. So good on him. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And I, do, and I really do believe that, you know, the fight for... Te- I, I, I think, in a sense, this is a return to the Alamo. We were talking about Ozzy peeing on the Alamo. But if you go back to the 1830s, and you, if you understand, and I, I've been doing a lot of reading on this over the past few months, and I, I have classically always done a lot of reading on the founding of the American West and the founding of Texas, but I've done a lot of reading, additional reading just recently, just new stuff I found to read about it. And, uh, you know, it, 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 had Texas not become Texas, uh, I think we'd be living in a dramatically different country today. And I think right now, if if Texas succumbs, if you will, to this open border, and that's what all these other governors know, well, then uh, the rest of us are truly, truly, deeply screwed. That's why they're supporting him. So uh, I'm all for it. I think we need more military assets on the border. 
Uh, I, I I don't think anything serious is going to happen uh, as far as the border beyond what Greg Abbott is doing and all these other governors are doing unless we have a dramatic change in leadership with the next presidential election, which I am increasingly cynical uh, as far as whether or not Trump is actually going to be allowed to be president again. Because he's the only one who could do something about this. He's the only one with the political will. Or, let's put it this way, he's the only one who has no, nobody can leverage him politically. He owes nobody, he still owes nobody nothing. He gets back into office, we know he's going to take some measures immediately. He's told us. That's where the famous dictator line came from. I'm going to shut down that border on day one. And you and I both, and reasonable people know, that's exactly what he's going to do. Barring that... You know, I, I, if it continue, if the leadership continues along the same lines as what we have now, and I'm not talking specifically about Joe Biden because he ain't presiding over nothing. He's not the president. Whoever they are who are running things right now, if this is allowed to continue, yeah, yeah the country's gone. W- whatever th- this will be will not be the United States of America. But that's the plan. I think that's the goal. It, it, why else would you open up the border and flood this country with illegals from all of these various countries, whether it's the the Mexican cartel guys or it's Chinese guys or terrorist guys. Why else would you open up that border? You certainly wouldn't open up that border because you love America as it is and you want America to continue as is. So don't give me this crap about American values and Shutting down that border is somehow against who we are as a nation. What a bunch of crap. They're doing it for political reasons, perhaps economic reasons. And they're doing it because they want to rip down the what, what this country is and has been and replace it with something other. And they're about it. And Greg Abbott knows it. Anybody with any sense knows it. Anybody who's being objective knows it. And at least he's doing something about it. So, yeah, great. Good move, man. Military base. About time. 210-599. But is this also going to upset the migrants? This is, according to the Castro boys, right, James, this is not who we are. This isn't, we're not, by building these walls and putting military people on the border, we're not living up to our values. Well, we won't have any values or value at all if we continue on the path we're on. That's certainly true. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. FM 1071. I'm Sean High. How's it going? Talking about uh, Greg Abbott putting a military base for our uh, National Guard folks uh, at Eagle Pass. How, how are you feeling about that? I think it's a great freaking idea. Jeff, how are you, man? What's going on with you? I'm doing good. Hey, I hadn't heard heard, heard about that. Uh, what Greg Abbott was uh, was thinking about doing, but I think it's genius. I think uh, he they won't even have to do anything. I think uh, once they get set up, just being there, their presence will, will deter. You know, hey, don't go don't go through Eagle Pass. Go oh, I would think else, so. You know, and, yeah, you know, I would think so. I think so. That'll, that'll, that'll make it you know make it look like they're you know they're they're you know they're they're ready for war. You well, know, you're you're going to think twice, yeah, about you know whatever you know, bad business you want to do when you've got a freaking military base sitting there at Eagle Pass. Right. I, I think you're right. And, and, uh, and I think 
the other, you know, you know, deter the uh, the illegals coming through, and then and then if they could really crack down on, you know, when people are bringing fentanyl and, and crap right. like that over your know, mandatory tw- twenty years, you know, no parole. Well, we need that too, and maybe that'll happen eventually. But uh, I, I appreciate the call. Let's uh, talk to Margaret. Margaret, how are you? Hi, Sean. Hey, Sean. What I wanted to say was, what we need to do, we need to send those Castro brothers. Their chicken coops, their piñatas, and their mild rosy back to Mexico. <laughs> well, we got a lot of other folks who are coming in. Yeah, all of them. Send them all back. Yeah, I, I again, we're we're not, and I appreciate the call. Nothing like that's going to happen until we have a major change in leadership. I mean, Greg Abbott's doing what he can under his legal authority as the governor of the state of Texas. God bless him for that. But we're still fighting an open border that is being propagated by our own freaking government. That's why I say routinely, you know, your biggest enemy right now is the government, I believe. You know, I mean, when you you stack up all of the awfulness that's happening as a result of this open border, which, as you know, Within his first few days in office, Joe Biden, when he can still hold a big pen in his hand <laughs> before the dementia fist kicked in, you know, uh, it, it, he was rolling this stuff back his first week in office. These are Trumpian policies. Had Biden done nothing, I mean, the border would still be as secure as it was under Donald Trump. So th- there's only one reason you can attribute to why they did this in the first week of Joe Biden's time in office and why they continue. We talked about this big, uh, this big, uh, I don't know if you, you want to loathe to call it a freaking immigration bill, but it actually encourages more illegal immigration. They've got numbers now, according to that bill, uh, passed in the Senate that, you know, what, you can have like 5,000 dudes just stroll across the border illegally every day, and that's fine. And we can actually expand that number. We can make it 10,000 if we want to. They're not closing the border down. They're incentivizing even more people coming here illegally. You can't look at this situation and not say it's intentional at this point. You know, because it's layered. It's not like, oh, well, we really screwed up the first few days Joe Biden was in office. And, oh, now we got a problem. we got to do something about it. No, they, they, they've written legislation that will make it freaking worse. Why? Because it's what they want to happen, which means all the people who have died because of fentanyl doesn't matter. All the women and children, yeah, uh, who are sold like objects uh, into the world of trafficking doesn't matter. Murders, death, torture, none of that crap matters. Doesn't matter that ordinary people get mowed over as a result of this open border. What matters is what we want to accomplish politically. That's that's the only thing that's at play here. Now think about that. Think about that. Not caring about tens of thousands of people perhaps losing their lives with your border policies, as a result of your border policies, and you're fine with that, you can live with that and sleep like a baby every night of your stake in life, as long as you feel you're going to flip Texas and flip these other states to your political advantage and secure power. You think you think Putin's a creep because he greases this guy who was his, largely his biggest political opponent. We're greasing people every day in this country for political reasons.
We're allowing people to get greased every day in this country for political reasons. We're allowing kids to die because of fentanyl poisoning, and we're allowing kids to be sold into trafficking, trafficked, uh, you know, for uh, into a kind of sex slavery, if you will, and it doesn't matter. They, they, all these people who are about this open border thing sleep very well at night. And that should tell you something right there as far as who they are. Uh, but whatever you do, don't call anybody a thug. I, I, I saw this story, uh, you know, one of the stories I, I, I sort of dipped into uh, while I was on vacation was the, the shootings at the, uh, in Kansas City at the Super Bowl parade. And, uh, you know, who's a thug and who isn't a thug? We'll discuss that when we get back. It's fascinating crap, man. Don't call anybody a thug because then it means you hate black people. Because only black people can be thugs, right? So if you call them thugs, you're you're being a freaking racist. We'll talk about that coming up. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I've also been gone for a week, so whatever the hell's on your brain, you got something I haven't brought up yet that you'd like to discuss on the air on this first day back, you go right ahead, right ahead with your bad self. And call me up and tell me whatever you want to tell me. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Everything's racial these days. Everything's race, race, race. We followed for a little bit the, the shootings uh, at the parade for the Kansas City Chiefs where one person was killed. Was it 22 people were injured? And I think a lot of those injured were children. That was a parade. And uh, apparently there was a couple of groups there that were getting in each other's faces or kind of planned to tussle uh, this particular parade or this part of town or what have you. Uh, and that's awful, awful, awful stuff. Absolutely. But, uh, the you know. Uh, we had, uh, let's see, Missouri Governor Mark, Mike Parson uh, said, uh, called these people thugs. So we can't just let some thugs take over and ruin what happened. This was right after the shooting. Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas is calling Missouri Governor Mike Parson a racist because he says the word thug is a dog whistle. And it, it's dog whistle for black people. So when you're saying the word thug, you actually mean black people, which means Joe Biden must certainly hate black Russians, you know, because on Friday he called Putin's guys who who took out this political opponent in this work camp or whatever the hell it was, this gulag, a bunch of, you know, Putin's thugs. So Joe Biden hates black Russians because thug always means, ru- you know, black. Which is absolutely not true. Um, you remember your Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, okay? The word thug is actually Sanskrit. Uh, it came, it's a Hindi word. In the 1890s, you had a subset of a subset of a subset of Hinduism called thuggyism. They were a cult of extremely violent people who are into human sacrifice. And that's where the word thug comes from. They were called the thuggy. Again, it's a Sanskrit word. Um, but now, uh, I guess it, whenever you refer to a black person, if you pull out the T word, you're being racist. It's a dog whistle. 
I get so sick of hearing this crap, man. I really do. Uh, no, they were thugs. <laughs> you you start shooting kids at a parade, okay? And thug, uh, thuggy uh, in the original Sanskrit, I think it means uh, 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 like scam artist, deceiver. I think is the word. Uh, but this business of you know, instead of worrying about why people are doing shoot 'em ups or why crime is off the charts. We're more concerned about what we call the criminals, and that's just stupid. It's stupid, man. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, if you have any opinions on that. Uh, Beyond that, uh, what else was I going to hit you people up before I got out of here? I told you I suffered through the People's Choice Awards, which was largely for my daughter. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was largely for my daughter because she's an actor. And uh, and and she wants to uh, watch stuff like that. I, I will say this: apart from the rambling Barbie speech from the chick who won the award for whatever the monologue thing she did in Barbie, and uh, I guess you could say what Lenny Kravitz Kravitz rambled on about for like seven or eight minutes was political. But by and large, this is the second award show that I've seen over the past few weeks. That you can pointedly is not going political. I think somebody is starting to realize what a turnoff this is for people whom you still sort of need to like buy movie tickets, download your music, watch your stupid TV show. And maybe they're starting to finally look at finally look at some of the audience numbers and are figuring out that the political preaching and the sermonizing ain't working for them. But it was the People's Choice Awards. And, you know, one thing I'll say about it, we, we all, all of us sitting there watching kind of had the same observation about the People's Choice Awards. And, and it's, it reveals something as far as the psychology behind the celebrity class of this country, the political class of this country. They think so little of you, you silly little people, you mud people, you rednecks, you rubes. There really was a sense that there was no, James, there's no A-listers. Jennifer Aniston was the biggest name that was there. Everybody else were people, these were all people that I've never freaking heard of. Well, I mean, and that's not saying much because I'm not too hip anymore. Like, Billie Eilish was freaking there. But you didn't see George Clooney and Brad Pitt kicking back. Leo wasn't there. And it almost—it just had this feel like, oh, well, we got to do the People's Choice Awards, but we really don't want to because what we really want to win are Oscars and Golden Globes. In other words, we love kissing each other's ass in our community, <laughs> right? We love awarding each other uh, uh, gold statuettes. But, oh, God, do we, really have to, do we really have to throw one to the audience and let them figure out what a great movie was? And They're not educated and nuanced enough to know how earth-shattering and revolutionary freaking Barbie was. Barbie has released women from around the world from just millennia of bondage at the hands of patriarchy and, and you know, dudes. Barbie. Barbie changed the world. I actually heard those words last night. Barbie changed the freaking world. This is yet another example of The Emperor Wears No Clothes. That was a dumb movie. It was a horrible movie. It was stupid. 
The writing sucked. The acting was horrible. The dialogue was preachy and stupid. James, I think I told you, even the CGI sucked. I thought the CGI was stupid. I'm just saying, it, it was not a good movie. I but holy to, crap, they can't shut up about it. I had to watch some of this stuff of Barbie for something we were doing here. And then the three minutes I saw, I was like, thank God I didn't see this movie. It's a really bad movie. It's just not a very... I mean, if you're being objective, it was not a great movie. But holy crap, watching that stuff last night, the People's Choice Awards, you, it's, it's the most important movie that's ever been made. It's that vital. I, again, just think it's funny that the suffragette movement meant nothing. The feminist movement meant nothing. All the women, you know, but they put their own asses on the line for equal rights and all that stuff to bust through the glass ceiling. None of that came close to the impact of freaking Barbie and Ken. That changed everything. I felt like I was dropping acid. Like, this can't be real. I must be misperceiving what's going on here. Am I seeing trails or the walls breathing? You're talking about Barbie, right? Whew. So anyway, I again, I, I did that one for you guys. I, ta- I watched it for you so y'all didn't have to. Here's uh, Loud Alex. Alex! Rhyme up. Hey! <laughs> hey! 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 It took, totally took me off subject, but I, I'm going to tell you what was more important to me uh, on the, the, the awards. Uh, watching two mules for Sister Sarah, oh. rather than the, the the awards. Shirley MacLaine, Clint Eastwood, what a great movie, man! Absolutely, I find myself watching m- much more grit TV lately. Grit TV sure. is badass because grit TV not only shows great old western TV shows, but they show movies, great oh, yeah. old movies. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Saturday night was. Uh, the Quick and the Dead. Oh, that's a great Western. Oh, yeah. One of the last yeah, great so, Westerns made, really. Sam, uh, Sam Raimi uh, directed that, movie. yeah. And, and yeah, Sam, yeah, Sam Elliott and Tom Conti. I forgot how good an actor Tom Conti actually really was. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, yeah. Two Mules for so, Sister Sarah is one of my favorite movies. That's one of the early, first Clint Eastwood movies I saw growing up as a kid. I just have loved that movie ever since. Yeah, where they had real acting and yeah. dialogue, and, I, yeah, real plots. Well, I was going off on how I, you know, I'm really just turned off by TV now. I am becoming one of those old. I know Trey was talking about it earlier too. I, I watch old crap. <laughs> I watch old TV well, shows. It, I watch old movies. You know, I'm well, just here, not here, interested. Here's how high their stuff is, their modern stuff is. I would rather watch WWE Friday Night SmackDown than half the stuff that they play. Now that's saying okay. something. Well, but you know what? <laughs> Look, it, it's it's a it's a it, it's a, you really get some insight into what people are consuming based upon what kinds of networks are doing very well. I mentioned the Hallmark Network a lot. It's doing very well. They're just raking in the audience. These networks that play these old TV shows, because it's not just... First, for the longest time, it was uh, it was like TV Land, then it was uh, MeTV. But now there's like half a dozen channels that all they show is old stuff, which means a lot of yep. people are consuming it. A lot of people want to see the old stuff, which I think kind of tells and you they, what you need to know about what's going on now. And that might tag into what my original call was about. Okay. 
the mass manipulation of populations. Mm. I think I told you a long time ago, read the Decology by L. Ron Hubbard, Invasion Earth. Wow. Because it's a, a very, you know, it's parody, but it's really not. Because now, if you read that Decology now, and I have it, in, and I'll even lend it to you. It's almost I, brand new. I might have now. a copy myself lying around somewhere. I think I, I picked up a copy years ago. I've just never read it, but I, I will. because fact, uh, it, it will open your eyes. I bet. Because what you're seeing right now with the media manipulation of the population is exactly what that book, or that decology, there's 10 of them. Okay? Right, right. So it is kind of long, right. but it really gives well, you an insight into how to manipulate people well and they're about it they certainly are i gotta run man i'm just out of time alex thank you we'll pick up i'll, I'll give some more thoughts when we get back 210-599-5555 it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa the 2024 race for the white house don't mess with the women on america unless you want to get the benefit news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 yeah and we're back news talk 550 ktsa fm 1071 i'm sean height final few m- moments of the gig going to call us up and talk about anything I've mentioned on the air thus far. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. You know, one thing I did notice about the People's Choice Awards, very low Taylor Swift quotient. There was really next to no Taylor Swift references. Again, she wasn't there because the People's Choice Awards, it's kind of like slumming. For the celebrity set, that's kind of like slumming it through a bad part of town, you know? You know what I mean? Taylor Swift wasn't there. You know who else wasn't there, even though half the damn show is about freaking Barbie? Margot Robbie was not there. Margot Robbie was not available. She's just too big for that gig anymore. So anyway, watch some of that. I I really, I don't know how you are, and I, I know I complain about TV a lot, but it, it's fascinating to me because I, I have been a, a fan of television watching. I've been a couch potato my whole life. I've enjoyed watching TV uh, most of my life. We had a phenomenon take place this past week that is I have not experienced in quite a long time. I'm being totally honest with you. The the phenomenon of being in my home with, with the whole family unit there, five of us all together, and there's not a TV on. I I, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And with Generation X, we were kind of the first, if you will, generation that grew up with a TV in our room, right? When when our parents were were younger, you know, you didn't have a TV in every damn room. You, you were lucky if you had one TV. And the one TV you had was probably nine feet long and a big oak uh, cabinet of some kind with a record player on top, a wet bar. Yeah, and you only had one. You and I grew up in an era where you had a little black and white TV in your room, you know, and uh, and and so I I'm I'm a TV head. I grew up in a world where you always the TV was always on, whether you're watching it or not, it's on. You know, and it, it's almost like if the TV ain't on, life ends, right? Not there's there's something weird about the silence of it, and so for me, yeah, most of my life there's always a TV going somewhere. Now in my radio career, most of the time it was on the news. Because I like to keep the news on and, and see, you know, what's breaking, what's what's happening. But you don't need to do that anymore. I, I get notices on my phone, notifications on my phone, if uh, if a story breaks that I need to pay attention to. 
but especially when my kid and I are alone at the house, and my daughter's uh, down from Colorado hanging out with us for a while. This may sound strange, but we left the TV off. Just off. And you know what? I didn't miss it. I really didn't miss it. Um, again, uh, you know, and obviously a lot of it's going into streaming. And I don't stream. It's too complicated for me. <laughs> I'm not interested in uploading or downloading stuff. I don't do that either. I'm not a podcast guy. And and what I've uh, just what I've discovered this past week is it, it is it is again very good for your mental health just to shut all that crap off, man, and just be in your home without the constant rabble and, and noise of the TV. I really truly enjoyed it. Which and I again, it's odd for me to say that. Now I, I do agree that I do believe that a lot of TV programming just really royally sucks right now. This is how bad it was over the weekend. We actually watched a few episodes of Botched. You ever watch Botched? You ever get so stinking bored you watch Botched? Like when some chick comes in and her breast implant went wrong and she's got like a boob hanging off her forehead and these guys have to go in and fix that crap and they all make boob jokes and plastic surgery jokes. It's how stinking bored the TV I got. I actually sat and watched a few episodes of Botched. Before saying, "Well, it's just not worth it. Let's just turn, let's just turn it off completely, and be in our lives." So, yeah, I know I repeat myself a lot when it comes to this stuff, but with all the crap that's going on in the world, first off, you don't need to be plugged into it twenty-four hours a day, especially with the technology and the internet and all how all that stuff works and our little phone things here. You know, they tell us everything we need to know. It's no longer necessary, in a sense, to be plugged in 24-7. And all I'm saying, and it's probably odd for a guy that does what I do for a living to say this, is you got to get away from it. I'm, I'm not asking you. When it, I reached, I think it was Tuesday, and uh, I was starting to hear about, or Monday, I was starting to hear about the Osteen shootings at the church. I dipped into the news cycle for maybe 30 minutes at best and then instantly started started to get depressed. It's <laughs> so like back the hell out. You know, you got to take a break. Not saying don't be engaged, not saying don't be cognizant of what's going on in the world because this is a very important time in which we live. But don't let it rule your life, man. Give yourself some sanity. Thank you, James. Good to be back. Uh, thanks for the tea, brother. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Trey Ware, my good brother, Don Morgan. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.